Welcome to Interactions with Reality. This is Season 2, Episode 15. And I have reached a goal, I'm happy to announce. Um, trying to do these podcasts to eventually make money. But right now, um, the money I'm, I'm making is pretty laughable. Um, but I'm up to $3, and I think it's like $0.04 cents or something like that. Anyway, when I get to 10 I can cash out. Woohoo! But uh, Season 1, I only made a dollar. Season 2, I'm all the way up to $3, which means I've made $2 for Season 2. So I'm guessing by Season 3, hopefully if this trend continues, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on a good track, you know. So I just got to keep doing this and keep getting better at it. Cut out a lot more of the ums and uhs and ands and whatever, you know, that I'm saying that's just not good uh, oration skills, I guess you call them. <clears throat> so uh, back in Alabama again, we went on vacation, um, workation, I guess is the proper term. Uh, we did some house sitting and and different things, but anyway, we're back up here, and I'm starting a new gig where, you know, I sell things online already, and the substrate sales are going great, um, just, I've got a big batch all on the drying rack right now, if it'll stop raining, it can dry out, and then I can process it, and it'll go like hotcakes, because pretty much, like, as soon as I list one, it's gone, uh, almost, um, guess I've got the good reputation for having quality substrates so that's good um doing clay sales again <coughs> excuse me about to do some big tweaks on my clay system altogether I've got this thing worked out where I can kind of refine the clay separate out the sand etc etc which should give me several byproducts and a higher quality end product of clay and the higher quality product I can use for cosmetics, which gets me into a whole new field with all of that. But higher profit margin is selling specimens. So I'm selling specimens of gemstones and crystals and et cetera, et cetera. So that's an interesting new thing that's uh, it's kind of happened in the last month. I just I got a bunch at an auction thing and then I'm just you know, doing a pretty big markup and, you know, my, my rule of thumb when I was buying was I have to be able to make at least a hundred percent return on my investment. So if I spend a hundred dollars, I should make 200 at least. So that's the, that was the plan. Um, I've got several pieces that I spent a hundred or 200 or whatever, or a little less somewhere in that ballpark. And they go for more like 800 to 1000 plus. And I'm looking forward to those returns <clears throat> because I got to pay off a little debt. So I'm happy to, to have things in the works to pay off debt and also to, to consider um, for additional resources that we need here. So I've put a fence up. Pretty much the mail shack's almost done. The mail shack, for those of you who haven't been paying attention to my podcast at all, which is most of you, because there's only like seven followers or something like that. <clears throat> and that was last I checked. I, I have no idea how many followers I have now. 
But anyway, uh, it's essentially like a giant mailbox, like maybe four foot by eight foot. Um, you know, it's a walk-in mailbox <laughs> and I, I made one of those because it's all like packages that, you know, I have to take to the post office every day. And if I can cut out that everyday run to the post office, then, well, I don't get a dumpster dive as often, which that part's not so good, but I do save gas and time and that's really good. So I've got this mail shack almost completed. I've just got to put in a few more touches. I've got a bunch of jars that I have to clean out, um, tape two jars together. They're small jars. And then I wedge them through the chain link fence, which served as the platform for my waddle and daub construction. And then I just have to waddle and daub around them. And then that'll be complete. And basically the, the reason for the jars is light. So that way it's nice and bright inside whenever the sun's out outside. And, you know, it just has a bunch of lights in the walls. <clears throat> also, I had two panes of glass. And I put those on either side of the chain link fence. And mounted them with some baling wire. It's baling wire, but it's really like a baling cord. Um, it's from the hay bales that I bought. And once I had the glass in place, I filled in the waddle and daub all around it and waited till it hardened so that way the glass could, you know, just be held in place, no problem. Then I went ahead and cut the baling wire and pulled it out. And I left the top part of the glass open and I had poured a bunch of, like, glass shards because there was deer and he was in my garden and he was eating my stuff and I threw a rock to hit the deer and the rock fell short and hit a glass table and shattered it. So I was using all those shards from the glass table. Um, yeah. So moral of the story, if you're going to throw rocks at deer, make sure there's not glass around. But, uh, anyway, the deer didn't leave. They, they've still been coming and wreaking havoc on the garden here and there, which Okay, I guess that's not so bad because I'm probably going to eat one of them this year. I haven't hunted yet this season, but we're coming up toward the end of hunting season. I think it ends in February. Um, I haven't checked exactly when it ends, but I'm going to go ahead and probably tag one or two deer and throw them in the freezer and see how that goes. But it's just one of those things where it's like a chore Rather, you know, like some people hunting is like a vacation. It's something, you know, nice to do and all that. And cool, it's nice to sit out in the stand. You know, I, I agree with that part. But really, my goal is to get meat for my family. And that's that. So I'm not looking to to spend a lot of time on it. If I can spend as little time as possible getting a deer, great. You know, I'm probably going to shoot it from my front porch or something. <laughs> realistically because you know dragging a deer a quarter mile up and down hills that's some tough work I I did that with a five point buck a couple years ago and man that's that's a heavy drag for I think that thing was like at least 200 pounds and just dragging it up and down hills is is a quite a workout and then you get them back and it's already dark because you know I shot them right at dusk and then 
Oh man, what a what a fiasco that was. I, I'm not that great at cleaning deers and stuff like that. I'm still learning. I've got YouTube in one hand and, you know, gloves on and trying to hack on this thing with the other and you know, I did a pretty decent job. Um we got a lot of meat out of it. Um we used a lot of meat out of it. I was able to share some of the meat with some some friends and stuff, so that was cool. Um but yeah, this year I want to do, I think I'm, I'm going to try to avoid shooting anything with antlers on it, really, because the, the yearlings or the, um, the does, they're just easier to clean, and, I mean, it's about the meat anyway. I'm not looking to get the, the antlers and all that, which, I mean, it'd be cool to have some antlers laying around, <clears throat> but, I don't know, my priority is meat, so I'm not really too concerned about bragging rights and whatever else people shoot these animals for. Um, for those of you who are, uh, I guess, in on the whole PETA thing and all that sort of thing and think that shooting a deer is a, a horrible thing and all that sort of thing, just keep in mind there used to be predators that ate these deers. And we, the oh-so-bright humans, moved into their territory and pretty much eradicated them so the deer are overpopulating, and if somebody doesn't shoot them, then they're kind of just get out of hand, and that's just not going to be good. So um, we're taking the place of whatever apex predators were here beforehand. So, <coughs> excuse me. So today I took the sawzall and I went out to the caster slash angel trumpet front section and I just cut down all the old ones because you know winter killed them um just cut them all down pretty much even with the earth and new ones should come out later on the spring and I used all the old um stuff that I chopped up all the dead stuff pretty much used it right where it was you know and on the hills I put I put it all along the hills so that way it would kind of act as more water catchment slash erosion protection along the hills. And I have a bunch of seeds because last fall when Dollar General had their 90% off sale, I went in and snagged a ton of seeds for like 10 cents a box. And I got, I think, $10 worth of seeds at $10 a box. So, or ten, sorry, 10 cents a box. So, a lot of seeds to work with and I've got daffodils coming up and my secret road project was successful in uh, my secret road project for those of you who don't know I'm just going to go ahead and tell the secret so I go up the road with flower bulbs and such and I plant them on the sides of the road because it's nice to see flowers when we drive and so <laughs> I've successfully transplanted some uh, daffodils along our route and I was pleased to see that several of them um, have, have come up and I look forward to donating a lot more daffodils to the roadside in the in the years to come. Um, I kind of let my daffodils get overgrown this year however so I'm a little bit behind. It's just Sometimes you get one flower growing on top of another flower and it's just like there's not enough space to grow all the flowers you want to grow. And 
well, we have a lot of land and there is space to grow quite a few flowers. I do have to keep them thinned out because it's it's pretty common for them to, you know, kind of get outside the bounds. Um, nature doesn't like to stay in the line so well. So let's see what other new things. I got the post for the gate. Can't remember if I mentioned that in the last podcast. So the gate should be going up pretty soon. Um, got a buyer for the truck. So we're going to get rid of our truck at last, which is kind of a bittersweet thing. I like the truck. It was a great truck. It's like an old Ford F-150 and and all. But if I sell it now, on I think it's just like, getting rid of a problem before it becomes a problem kind of thing in a way. But also, um, we need to shuffle our vehicle situation around a bit anyway. I'd like to get something that's a little more powerful and something that could pull the trailer a little bit easier. We have a 14-foot V-News utility trailer. It's currently being used for storage, but um, that's... a uh, Something I'm going to be probably changing into a like a little cabin kind of thing. Because we used to live in there. It's got a kitchen sink in there. It's got counters. got an AC unit. Um, got like a little coffee pot and stuff. It's not much to get a hot plate in there and, and stuff like that. We used to have all that stuff. But um, anyway, once I get it completely decked out, the goal is to have some wolfers, which www.oof.org I think it's .org anyway willing workers on organic farms and people who are time rich um, go on there and they want to learn about farming and so they sign up and they agree to work a set amount of hours in exchange for room and board so we give them a place to stay we give them water to drink and we give them food to eat so doesn't have to be anything super elaborate, but you know they they just need a place to crash at night and and all that. So we plan on getting that situation set up here because if I have some wolfers working here, it would greatly speed up everything that we're doing here. I I have a lot of tasks that are just slow and tedious, and if I had somebody working like four or five hours a day, um, we could easily knock those tasks out and. And it would just uh, make for a much better situation. I would like to rent a bulldozer or two. Um, However, finances are a little tight um, right now. Uh, We're changing that, but it's just not there yet. So, (coughs) excuse me. Coughing alive. I ate some cheese. I wasn't going to eat cheese tonight, but... My wife had made this green bean casserole and she had put cheese on top. And I tried to eat, mostly eat around the cheese, but I got quite a bit. And I got some other dairy and I have allergies and so coughing a bunch. Oh, joy. Um, Let's see, what other news? Uh, there are a couple new things in the works. Somebody bought the property south of us. So that's uh, changed hands officially. And I got to meet the lady who bought it. She's a little old lady. And her sons are working it. Or at least one of her sons is working it. And I'm not sure exactly what all they're doing out there. But I I know I've seen like game cameras from afar. 
so the flashing red light or whatever so they've they've got cameras up all over and they've been working something with a bulldozer when they first bought it we we used to walk down there a good bit and so we walked down there and they had a, a bulldozer and they were clearing out a big flat area so my guess is they have some kind of construction project that they're probably going to be working on I don't know if they're just going to throw in some cabins or, or what they're doing exactly. Um, Let's see what other shenanigans are we getting into. I've almost got the front room completely cleaned slash organized. I have a few more items that I have to take out and drive off to various people. Um, trying to get my shop area just more organized all around. So... I'm I'm doing big discounts on some of the the piles of things that I have that are you know basically it's just stuff I dumpster dive that I'm selling online <laughs> and you know like new cell phone chargers and and etc you know various cell phone accessories um various other like toys and different things so anyway selling all that stuff but I'm selling it at a pretty steep discount cuz I got to get it out of my way I'm I'm moving on to other things and that's just kind of slowing me down and it's taking up too much space. And while they're moving, they're not moving fast enough. So I need to drop the price and just get them out. So that's one of my goals um, for this season. Um, I made eight gallons of hard apple cider. <clears throat> so that came out pretty good. Um, nothing that great, but you know, whatever. Let's see. Um, I've been doing really well with the substrates, as I mentioned before. I think I'm going to go ahead. I got, I picked up a new 10 gallon tank. And so I've got two 10 gallon tanks. And one of my goals is to, to deck them out like various terrariums and enclosures and use those as as basically model pieces so I can I can sell um more stuff like that. Uh let's see. I'm exhausted. Sleep deprivation is real. Um this has been a pretty lame update. I want to do chickens later this year. That's another update. Um our tenant has started working for the local pound, which is interesting. He seems to really like it, and now he's asking to build some kennels here so we can foster dogs here so that the pound can have a little more room because they're pretty crowded. Um, people here in the south don't take good care of their animals. I, well, I say that there's always good dog owners and such around, but in the small community that we're in, um, we see a good deal of animal abuse. It's not uncommon to see a dog in an area that's like, you know, four by eight or less. And they're just like in there 24 seven. They never take them out. It's like they live in this little tiny cage. They can't run. They can't do a lot of the doggy behaviors and all that stuff. They're just cramped in this cage and frequently they get beaten and abused in various other ways which is not cool, and so it's cool that uh, our tenant is is basically taking these dogs from their owners and 
uh, I guess they're trying to find homes for them and stuff. So if you live in a big city where people take care of their dogs and you want to get a dog, you know, maybe driving out to the country is one of the moves you could do to actually really help out the animals because, you know, there's a lot of dogs in the city and there's a lot of them that'll get adopted. But out in the, out in the country, I mean, they've still got dogs that they've had for, you know, six months or more. It's just, there's not enough people taking the dogs, but there's a lot more dogs coming in because, you know, dogs get out and they're breeding and they're not fixed and all this stuff. And, and, uh, the people just treat them like property, like, like they would, uh, something they didn't care about. You know, they kick them around and abuse them. And then, you know, there's the dog fights and, and so on and so forth. And, you know, I found puppies on the side of the road and stuff and, uh, I won't go too far into that because I'm not trying to be a bummer here. Anyway, if you want to support us and our our shenanigans out here in the country, you can do so via PayPal at birthrightexplored at gmail.com. That's birthrightexplored, one word, at gmail.com. So, um, yeah, you could do that and it would help us out a lot. So... If it's a one-time gift or a monthly recurring gift, either way is great. Um, and that is my very limited update on what we're getting into here in Alabama.